I thought if I woke up when I got in this business, I thought if I woke up every day with the right mentality and I worked as hard as I could work, I would be very successful. Mm. That's not entirely true. It doesn't really work like that. What's up, guys? Sid here. Before we get started on today's podcast, I just want to take a moment and say thank you. Thank you guys for showing up every week. And we all know Joey posts a heck of a lot of podcasts every week. So for showing up every day almost uh, to listen in and learn and dig in and dig deeper and not only try and grow personally, but also at the same time, push the entire industry forward. Without you dudes uh, showing up every day, um, you know, we wouldn't be here. There would be no point in, in Agency Nation existing. So I just wanted to start with that. I don't know. I'm feeling a little bit um, sappy, I guess, today, uh, this, this uh, very early Tuesday morning. And, and I just want you guys to know how much we appreciate you. And if you're just tuning in, then welcome. We're super excited to have you. Agency Nation has been an adventure from the very start, and we're really excited to see where it goes uh, over the next couple years. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to a very special person, awesome guy um, from... He is the VP of Martin and Zerfoss, a uh, an agency in Nashville, Tennessee. I feel like I should have like a country accent when I say Nashville. Um, I'm not going to try though. Don't worry. Paul Steele, awesome, awesome guy. If you read the title of this podcast, you have a sense for what he's going to talk about. But let me just tell you, um, you know, we we dug pretty deep today and I, I pushed him I kept pushing him on okay but you know a lot of times as a as an interviewer you might ask a question and then let them answer and sort of let them off the hook and move on to the next thing and and I really pushed Paul to to dig deep today into uh, his his sales process and and really what the nitty gritty day-to-day interaction by interaction looks like when he is finding nurturing, and retaining his best clients. So, without anything, without saying anything else, Paul, take it away. No, I'm happy to share it. I, I, love, I love talking. we got a young agents here that I enjoy kind of mentoring and talking to, and um, the ones that listen, I think, do well a lot faster than I did. Uh, definitely some trial and error. you got to get into it and figure it out. So if you have some people lead you down the path, that's helpful. Yeah, well, let's start there. You've got a couple people who you're you're mentoring. So when you have somebody come in who's you know younger, newer, fresh, ready to cut their teeth, what are some of the things that you're seeing? Are there trends that maybe everybody kind of just messes up on when they first start? I think it depends on the the personality. I think uh, some people. Uh, get into the business because they know somebody or knew somebody who played a lot of golf or had a big house and they go, Hey, this is an industry I can make a lot of money in. It looks really easy. Everything looks easy from the outside. Right. And so they get in and they, and they think they can just, just kill it naturally. It just kind of comes to them and they're absolutely wrong. Everything grass is always greener until you, until you go get on it. And then you realize that they sprayed shit all over it to make it green. Uh, The, (laughs) 
<laughs> the so you you have to sit down and figure out to me it's all about planning and you know my father who's also in kind of in sales told me this in the beginning and I didn't listen to him uh for a while and now I totally buy into it where I thought if I woke up when I got in this business I thought if I woke up every day with the right mentality and I worked as hard as I could work I would be very successful mm. that's not entirely true it doesn't really work like that uh, because we all have a certain capacity that we can work at, and then we all get tired, we all get lazy, we all get most importantly, we all get distracted very, very easily. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's it it literally took sitting down and saying, all right, I have to I have to plan, I have to have goals, and I have to really define those goals and define most importantly how I'm going to get to those goals. Um, and we're different. I've got a young agent who loves cold calling. And so I'm like, man, you love cold calling, go for it. That's old school and it is a great way to write business and he's very successful at it. Um, and he's got a motor that just doesn't quit. He's got no fear. He doesn't mind calling people um, and he'll, he'll, he'll call a hundred of them. It doesn't bother him. And if you've got that mentality, if you're that kind of sales guy and you can do that, run with it and you will be wildly successful and it's awesome. But create the numbers and the goals, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make 20 cold calls a day, four days a week. And, mm -hmm. and you don't leave the office till those are done. That's, mm -hmm. that's, you got to have the checks and balances in the system. Otherwise you get distracted and you end up, you know, doing five calls. And then at the end of the year you go, why didn't I do write all the business I need to write this year? And so you, um, and it's because you didn't do what you said you were going to do. And mm -hmm. then you review your goal. So let's say you did 20 calls a day and you got, and you wrote a hundred thousand dollars in revenue to the agency that year. You go, mm -hmm. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. But you know, next year I want to write 120. What's well, a numbers game? So you got to write twenty. You got to make twenty percent more calls. So guess how many calls you got to make next year? Twenty-four calls, mm. right? A day. Yep. And you got yep. the. And it's a it's a pure numbers game. And it seems like it, it's not going to work, but it it's been working for generations. Yeah. Um, that's not how I worked. Uh, so you know, backing up a little bit, my history. I've been in this agency for for um, fourteen years, and it started out slow. I didn't really you know have anyone. To mentor me and so I just thought if I woke up every day worked hard it would work out for me um, didn't have a fast start at some point I had some I, I developed some mentors over the years and they kind of asked all those questions that I wasn't asking myself like where do you want to be in 10 years and how mm -hmm. do you think you're gonna get there right I said mm -hmm. I want to be a million dollar agent right so million dollar revenue agency well how are you gonna get there uh, I don't know I don't like cold call I never cold called a day in my life really and I don't want to I don't want to start now. It's just not my personality. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not, I'm not comfortable doing that. Uh, so I've gotten all my business through networking. I, I love people. I love meeting people. It's so fun to me to, to meet them and figure out what makes them tick and, and where they're from and what they're into. And I've just, I, I love that aspect of this business. And so for me, it's not cold calls. It's how many meetings mm -hmm. a day. Mm -hmm. And so for me, mm -hmm. I started out saying, I want to have two coffee meetings a day every single day, five days a week, and we're gonna see where that goes. And so, you know, the first year I did it, I think it, it I calculated that that brought in an additional 15,000 in revenue uh, to me, to my, my, my current, my bank account. And uh, one of my buddies, who's kind of been my mentor through this, and he's not in our industry at all, he's just a good sales guy. He goes, well, how did that go for you? And I go, it went great, it was a lot of fun. I'd really like to double that though. And he said, well, then you know what you need to do. I said, double my meetings? He goes, yeah. I go, that's a lot of meetings, man. And that doesn't count, that doesn't count current clients and doesn't count networking events. 
Yeah. Right? That's, that's fresh coffee meetings with new people. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, but not just new people. It can be people you already know. Uh, but it works. And, you know, and you, as you, I've been doing that for years and years and years. And it, I've developed this gigantic network of people that I know who I love. They're all great people. I love catching up with them now. I still meet new people every week. Um, I don't necessarily want to meet four, four new people a day every week. Maybe two new people a week is fine for me because it's a lot more, it's a lot more maintenance and trying to circle back with people that, that I, that I'm friends with that have helped me get to where I am in, in my career and just checking back with them and saying, Hey, what's going on in your world? And, and most importantly, how can I help you? Yeah. You can help other people build their businesses. They will help you in turn build yours. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's you, and you've got to be selfless about it. It's not about if I help you, will you help me? They're going to see right through that. And that will not work. Yeah. Yep. So I want to dig into that, the meeting, right? So from, from scheduling it to what you're saying in person to getting to know them and following up, just kind of digging into the details of, of it. Cause it's easy to say, well, yeah, just go book some meetings. But I think there's a lot of nuance to how you approach them and, and carry yourself in them and then follow up with people. So first of all, I, I mean, it's easy to get a, a cold call number, right? You can go, you can open up the yellow pages, you can go online, you can get any, a, a list from somebody. How are you getting these meetings and how do you know before you walk through the door or before you schedule it okay this is this is a good meeting or do you not know you just have to sort of blindly book them and then figure it out you know when you're sitting across from them drinking your espresso it's a little bit of both uh so you, first of all you find people who are like-minded like you right so friends who are doing the same thing you're doing they're trying to meet with a lot of people too that's how they want to build their network and their business and you guys will pass people back and forth. And so that can help. I've got a friend who was building a, a, a large real estate um, portfolio and he needed investors. And so he was on the circuit. He was trying to meet as many people as he could. Mm. Well, in his process to try to help those people, it was, let me introduce you to somebody else who may be able to help you. And it was, it was me. And so he was referring me a couple of people a week, honestly, to meet with. And so you have a couple of people like that who, and that's a, that's an intense amount of people someone's referring you to meet with. But if you can get a couple of people who all want to introduce you to one person a week, that's new. And there's going to be a lot of duds in that. You're going to have a, I mean, it's just like cold calling to an extent, right? You're going to have a lot of meetings where you go, that's not going to go anywhere. Right. Um, yeah. well, you know, that person, yeah. you know, I, I don't vibe with that person. I don't, I don't click with that person. So, and if you don't click with somebody, I don't think that they're going to want to refer you. It's just not, it's just not going to happen. You've got to want to be, you know, help each other out. Um, and so, yes, you have a lot of those meetings that turn out to be duds. And then, and some of those meetings will appear to be duds. I've got one where this guy introduced me to a, a young guy who's going to open a brewery here. And we met and I told him everything I do about breweries and, and our loss control and what we're into. And he kind of, he was very nonchalant, kind of shook me off, whatever. Uh, followed up with him. Hey, loved, really enjoyed our meeting. Love to get back together. And he blew me off. And about three years later, he called me and he said, I really need your help. And he had a bad claim. And apparently I was on the insurance guy. He knew, which was good. And he had a bad claim. And I helped him navigate through that claim without any promise of anything. It wasn't about that. It was, I felt bad for the guy. He was going through some some tough times with the claim. The insurance company was not helping him. And we, we did the best we could to help him navigate through it. And at the end of the business, at the end of the the claim got paid. And he goes, you've been unbelievable. And you did all this for nothing. Like I'm going to give you my business. 
Um, and so it's just it, you, sometimes they appear to be good, nowhere, go nowhere, and then um, they end up being a big deal. Um, I had another one where I had a guy I met with. He was young. He's working at a real estate company, and just people thought we should meet because we're both young and and you know aggressive in the marketplace. And so we met. It was nothing. He had no you know couldn't have been a client of mine at the time. No big deal. I don't even think about it. I'm looking through my, my outlook, which sometimes the two ways I find meetings is through LinkedIn and my outlook uh, and in friends. So three ways. And then my friends referring to him to me. So I was looking at my outlook, like who have I not met with in a while? And this guy's name came up and it had been three years since I met with him. Cause I keep track in my outlook about when I've met with you last. Um, oh, you know, okay. And it's just, people have Salesforce. We don't have a Salesforce, but you would do it through Salesforce typically. Um, I just do it now. Look, it's pretty easy. And anyway, okay. and so I was like, you know what? I'm going to reach back out to James. And I literally emailed James out of the blue. I said, James, hadn't seen you forever. You want to grab coffee and catch up? There's no agenda to the meeting. I literally was just, that was, he was a good guy. I enjoyed meeting him and I have no idea what he's doing today. And he sits, we sit down this the this coffee meeting and he goes, why did you reach out to me? I said, I told him, I said, honestly, I just saw your name in my outlook and I go, I hadn't seen you in forever. I thought I'd reach out. He goes, it's very timely. I said, why? <laughs> he goes, so in these three years, I went and got my MBA. And now me and this other guy have formed a real estate company and we're going to go buy a bunch of real estate. And oh, we got a, one under contract. Gosh. And I was like, I was like, well, I'd love to help you with that. And he goes, we'd love if you would. And, and so it's just, you get lucky. It'd be because it's a numbers game. You kind of make your own luck a little bit. Uh, but you just got to keep just keep plugging away because I know I have to make my, my meetings because those are the numbers based on my goals. Yep. You're going to have to find meetings to book. And then eventually through the numbers, you're going to get lucky on some. Um, so anyway, I get my meetings through those three ways, LinkedIn, just current contacts that I haven't met with. And then Outlook um, are all, and then people refer me business. So the three ways I get my meetings, I don't bring up insurance in the meeting. Okay. So yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. Cause what, so now you're, you've got the meetings, you know, you've got two or 10 for that week. You're walking in the front door. Like, what do you say to them? Just first of all, how do you schedule the meeting? Right. Is it, Hey, just wanted to catch up with you. I mean, why does the other person, like, how do you convince them to spend time? Cause right. Time is a very um, valuable asset that everyone doesn't have. So how do you convince them to even meet with you? And then once you get there, what does that conversation look like? Honestly, in Nashville, it's pretty easy to book meetings. People are very open okay. to it. Okay. And it may be just who, who we are as a city, but you can book a meeting with almost anybody. Now, it may be a 30-minute meeting because they're very busy, but people are pretty open to it. Generally speaking, if they're on LinkedIn or in my contacts, I already know them somehow or have a contact through them. And it's purely, I want, I would love to grab a cup of coffee or a beer, happy hour, whatever, and learn more about you and your business okay or just, okay. Get to know, just get to know you just get to know you period and i'm not bringing up insurance at, or my, what i do at all i want to know i legitimately want to know where were they born why they live in nashville now because uh, i'm intrigued about why people move to my city all the time mm -hmm. and then i want to know what they do and, and more about that and i i do i do what i do because i love learning about people and their businesses i really love it mm -hmm. and so i am really intrigued by those answers and generally speaking, they're pretty much, after that all goes down, going to ask you about you and your business. Mm -hmm. um, and so then everyone likes talking about themselves, and that's your opportunity to talk about yourself. Uh, and, and it may come up where they say, man, I'd love for you to help me out. And it may not. And it's fine either way. You're not really looking for that in that meeting. To me, you're just looking to meet somebody new and add a new contact. And then the follow-up totally depends on how the meeting goes.
the meeting goes well and you think there's a great guy and I, you know, I would really enjoy being in his presence again or her presence again, then maybe in six months you meet with him again, six months or a year, just depends on. If the meeting goes super well and the guy goes, man, I've really, this has been great. We're cut short on time. We could talk for hours. Let's go grab a beer next week. Uh, right. That, yep. That's, yep. and that happens a lot. And you go, oh, great. Well, I'll, I'll shoot you some times. And then you get back to your office and you email him some times. And maybe over the next month, maybe it'll be next week, but you know, it's, it's, and you get back to the office and you shoot some times. You say, let's do it. If, if it, you know, and then you meet with somebody. And so then we have tiers. So then I have another system where I keep tiers. And you have everyone you've met in tier one. Oh, and this is referral, in Outlook. This is in Outlook. This, that you're this keeping I have in an Excel tiers? sheet. This, this, this is an Excel sheet. Oh, my uh, gosh. I have an Excel okay. sheet where I have everyone I've met in tier one, which is probably not accurate, right? But, but at least people, <laughs> but I, at least those meetings. Well, at yeah. least those meetings that I thought we were engaged, right? That it that was gotcha. uh, the person enjoyed my presence. I enjoyed being hanging out with them, and I would enjoy hanging out with them again. And anyone who sends you a referral moves to tier two. Mm-hmm. If they sent you a referral, that means they trust you to some degree, or they wouldn't have done that. Right. So right. there's already a level of trust. And then tier three are the people that have sent you four or five referrals or more. So those wow. are the ones that really trust you love you and really want to help you. And so the ones that meet, give you four or five referrals or more, you need to meet with them, you know, quarterly to semi-annually and not, not, not to push them for referrals. It's not about that. Right. Just because the more you're on the front of their mind, the more likely they are to, to send you more referrals. And so, so you just go grab a beer with them or go grab coffee with them or maybe lunch or whatever you're into. So based off of how you feel the meeting went, you're going to follow up or not follow up differently. So let's say you have somebody, let's just say, for example, though, you have somebody where, because it seems like connection is a really big thing to you, which is so interesting. You're not just looking for, like, I I feel like I've I've talked to salespeople before and it's all, you got to find their pain point. You got to find their, um, their weakness, their, you know, the thing where you can kind of just get yourself in there. Um, and provide that, that's, that value that maybe they're missing. That's the next step that after you build a relationship. So my first step is always relationship. I'm okay. looking, people say, what kind of client do you want? It's not necessarily size. It's not industry. Although I do have some, some industries that I'm, I'm better at than others. Um, it's the person I'm looking to make mm-hmm. relationships mm-hmm. with people that I want to hang out with, that I think are, that are great people that when they call me on my phone, I get excited because they're fun to talk to uh, not people that I go, oh crap, he's so needy and annoying. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want that client. Like, I don't care how much money he brings. Right. I don't want that client. Life's too short. Uh, so this is about finding the right relationships and they, and then they, all these relationships also refer you to these people. So once you get the referral and it could be from the person you met with, right? The guy who went to business school and started his real estate company, he's referring himself to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you get into what you just mentioned. Then you get into how am I going to land the business? Um, So my first step is this is filling the pipeline because if you don't have a pipeline, you can't write, you can't, you get nowhere to go. So filling the pipeline is through my coffee meetings, just, just constant. And it seems like it's, it's a waste of time and the guy cold calling can be more efficient and that may be so. And that's fine. I'm not looking, it's not a race for me. I'm not looking to beat him. I could care less about how, what his sales numbers are. I'm just looking for, to grow my business the way I want to grow it to me that makes me happy. Uh, and so then you get into, all right, the wedge and all those other sales tactics of, you know, how are we going to convince this client that we're better than his current agent? 
And that gets into, to me, that's fairly simple. It is getting okay. out of the price game. It's getting out of the price game, the commodity trap that everyone talks about, how insurance is a commodity. And you state that upfront and that meeting. And that meeting is when we're talking about your insurance, right? You have brought me into your conference room to talk about your insurance. And you say, listen, if you're looking for the cheapest insurance, this is probably a waste of your time. And that's what you start off with. That's you set the tone early on. Set the tone. This is not the game that we play. We're not interested in that. We will try. We will work very hard for your pricing. Like we will like, that's not something that we don't care about. We care about the price of your insurance. Mm-hmm. But that's not the first thing we care about. We care about covering you, most importantly. Mm-hmm. And then we'll worry about price after we get the first one done. After we get A done, we'll worry about B. So how do you get from, because we've kind of gone from, okay, here's how you get the meeting. Here's what the meeting looks like. And this is the relationship building meeting, not the sales meeting. How do you get from the relationship building meeting, if it goes well, to the sales meeting? Is it... Like on average, you have to meet with them a couple more times. Is it, you know, do you wait for them to reach out to you? Do you pursue them? Like, what does that look like? It's a, for me, it's always been a feel thing. Yeah, there's pressure. I should probably speed it up and be a little more diligent, uh, you know, and I don't bring it up in that current meeting, but I have before after that meeting called them up or shot them an email. And mm-hmm. depending on how I feel like they like to respond, if they're, they're phone people, then I call them. If they're email people, I might email them and say, hey, really enjoyed getting to know you. Would love to sit down and talk to you about what we do from a risk management standpoint, if you have time. Mm. And, and then, then they'll respond with, you know what, my broker is my second cousin. And, you know, thanks, but, I, I, you know, we're, we're, we're good. And you go, okay, that's not a prospect, like ever. Right. He's got his right. family member. He's got his best friend. He's whatever. And you know, and you can mark him off your list and you put an outlook. I pull my outlook back up and I write in there, you know, Brian's, you know, broker is, is his cousin, not a prospect. Right. Now that doesn't mean I won't still reach out to Brian and go have a beer with him. Cause I enjoyed his, I enjoyed hanging out with him. Uh, and Brian right. still may refer me business because he's with his uncle. I mean, he's with his cousin because he has to be right. There's an obligation there with family, but he doesn't have to refer his cousin any business. Right. Not close with them. Right. If you're super right. close with them, then yeah, you're it's it's dead and dead. But um, I got a reality. I got a lot of people that that uh, they're with family and they don't really want to be with family, but they feel obligated. But they still refer me all their business, all their friends so and colleagues and, and vendors. Yeah. So because of the relationship. Because right. of the relationship. Right. They want right. to help people. You people who like you want to help you. People I so, like, I want to help them. So so that's why it's a missed opportunity if you go into that first meeting and see it sort of as a prospecting sales meeting. Because if that person doesn't end up being a good prospect for you, you might automatically think, well, there's nothing there in the in the relationship at all whatsoever. It's all dead because I can't sell them. But what you're saying is, no, if you start with the relationship, there could be some you know, supplemental benefits. Maybe it's not a direct sale, but who knows what could happen. And that, that's the long game. That's not the short yeah. game. This whole so, thing is a long game to me. Like yeah. it's, I said, I started out slow. I started out slow because I started playing the long game at the beginning. Yeah. And it took me a while to figure out the numbers game and, and to set goals and so on and so forth. And the goal setting thing is a, is a whole different ball game in and of itself. Like that's, there's all kinds of books on goal setting and it is extremely important. And I encourage my staff to goal set, my assistant to goal set, everyone to, and you should goal set in every aspect of your life. You should goal, goal set with your, your health. You should, with your, with your, you know, your hobbies, your family, your, your, your faith, whatever it is, you should have goals in every single area and you should be 
diligent about those goals uh, to the best of your ability. But you set the goals, and then yeah, so you build the relationships. Then you try to get the meeting. You, you, then you have to ask. That's that's the, the email or the call is. I would love to come sit down with you and show what we do. That's the ask. If they like you, if you built a decent relationship, they'll at least give you that time, assuming that there isn't there's an opportunity. Um, and it may take ten years. It may take five years. <laughs> well, the guy. That's okay, guess, guess what? We're playing the long game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, okay, let me ask you one last question here, which is, looking back to when you were first starting out as a as a producer, a new producer, what would you have told yourself? Um, you know, now now that you've accomplished everything that you have, what would you go back and tell yourself um, to help you maybe move forward a little bit faster or better? Two things I would do from day one, if I could do it over again, versus sitting in the office waiting on the phone to ring, is get out there and educate yourself, mm -hmm. right? Go get, a, go get designations. Go get a CRM, CSE, ARM. Go get your designations. Educate yourself because you can get in the door through networking, through cold calling, through all that stuff, but you can't convince, you've got to be smarter than the other guy and you're going to be smarter than the other guy by educating yourself. So that's something you can do from day one, but you don't have to have any clients to go educate yourself. It takes a little bit of money and a lot of time, but you've got time. So I would say educate the crap out of yourself, read books, do all that, become a, become a, just, just immerse yourself in your business from an education standpoint and two, start building your network. I think everybody in the world should be building your network. I think the stay-at-home mom should build her network. Mm -hmm. uh, I think everybody should should have a minimum of two coffee meetings a week, even if you don't care about building <laughs> any business or anything. I just think yeah. it's important. Yeah. I think it's good. I think it's fun. It's enjoyable to meet people, and that, obviously that's just my personality. But yeah. so at, when you first start out, day one, twenty-two, twenty-five years old, whatever you are. You can absolutely start calling the guys you went to high school with you haven't seen since high school and going to grab coffee or a beer with them and catching up and seeing what they're doing. And maybe they're working for their dad's company, and one day they'll take over their dad's company. That's probably a guy you should meet with at least once a year. Right. Uh, and, and you just start building that network. Start the long game as early as possible so that you can get to the finish line quicker. I love it. Which never, doesn't really exist, really. The finish, there's no finish line. I was going to say, it's it's – yeah, it's a lot. I mean, the long game is it just never ends, and you never know. No, you never know where it's gonna go. So it's the ultra. It's the ultra marathon. You just keep running. <laughs> the ultra.